How is everybody doing tonight? That's close to an okay fade. That was pretty close. I, I almost I'm gonna, got. I'm gonna call it a fade. We'll uh, we'll call it a fade. Yeah. It's not like a bald fade like you'd get at a barber, but like I mean. But it's something, you know. You it's, didn't pay. It, it's you didn't, there. <laughs> you didn't pay for it. So what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I just just want to start off today before we do anything, just saying, uh, Rufus, where's your USB stick? <laughs> Actually, I did find one, but it didn't work. I put it on my, I put it on my shelf over there. I can go grab it, but uh, I have one USB stick that's very persnickety about being a boot drive, and so it only does it oh, like. Oh, sorry. Actually, what I should have done is, where's your USB stick? Oh, <laughs> I don't have the USB stick of destiny. <laughs> you know, you know. Anyway, we, you know what we should do to kick this off because I'm not. I have. I have these magic packs. We should Are you open... gonna open up some magic packs? We should open a single magic pack just because I bought those for a stream incentive that never happened. Let's open up one single magic pack and see what we get because they've been sitting there for months. It was shortly before I stopped streaming. This was this is impromptu. Sure. Cal had no idea what we were doing. I you know the pick thing was also impromptu. Rufus did not have time to find a USB stick. <laughs> So we're good. Each of us get one in here. It's fine. I don't know what this card's worth. Now, for everyone listening, I need you to describe in detail what the card looks like, the effects of the card, and no. also what the name of the card is. But that's the art. It's Austrier Command, and it says destroy. Choose two. Destroy all artifacts. Destroy all enchantments. Destroy all creatures with convert or CMC converted mana cost of three or less. Destroy all creatures with CMC of four or greater. Do you know that Magic the Gathering in their last set added a card that had under certain... There was there was an instant win card, pretty much. Or a you can't lose the game card. I think it's only you can't lose the... <coughs> Sorry. You so, can't, and you, you can't can lose fatigue, on that turn. And the whole point of it was to fatigue. No. Magic. Really? I'll, I'll, you you keep opening up your cards and doing that. I'm gonna oh, do no, some research. Th- th- that's the only one I'm doing. I'm not gonna do a whole bunch God of them. damn it, Rufus. I now would... I gotta like do the research on the fly. You you do the intro then. You do the intro. Okay, welcome everybody to the delayed intro of episode seven of the Dungeons and Downloads podcast. You can watch us live where you're watching us right now, or on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, whichever one you fancy. Every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern. No, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Atlantic time. My time zone is Atlantic. And all episodes go onto the podcast platform of your choosing. That's right. You get to choose every week. It only goes on one platform. That is a lie. It goes to all of them. We have some fun topics for today. Um, <laughs> I'm reading the notes for the first time. They are on point. They're, they're good. It says they're, they're less. They're less, but they're there. They're definitely there. <laughs> it, it says gaming news of the week because we're running out of ideas. Kappa. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna go back and do our building a campaign series and we're gonna talk specifically about starting the story and the plot hook for the for the to to get you started so um just started i can't find the card so we're just not gonna we're probably gonna say that i mean in dragon ball super there is a card that is so like the way dragon ball super works is there's a combat step and when the combat step starts the player can negate the attack it's like a counter and if they choose not to, you can like use as many cards from your hand to add power to your card as you want. 
There's a card called that has a keyword called victory skill, and if it says if this card does any damage, you win the game. This card cannot be countered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's actually a problem. Like that. It's only a problem at higher levels though, because if you wanted to buy that card today, I looked it up the other day. So I have it right here really quickly. I didn't really So how much do you think that card is worth right now? A lightly played version of that card. So yeah. Victory strike. When you deal life damage by attacking with this card, you win the game. This card's attack and skills cannot be negated. You're only allowed to have one copy in the deck. How much do you think that's worth? A lot of a lot of money. It is worth twenty eight hundred dollars. The list median. So that, that's the last that it's sold for. The list price right now is thirty four. Yeah. That's wow. Wow. So yeah, I found that. So the card in Magic is the Book of the of Exalted Deeds. Ah. And at the beginning of your end step, you can gain three or more life this turn. Create a three three angel and white angel with flying and it's three white mana and you tap it and you can exile the book of exalted deeds put an enlightened counter on target angel it gains you can't lose the game and your opponent can't win the game <laughs> okay that's not as bad that's better than you there's can't defi- lose but there's a combo but there's a combo with that i forget what it was yeah that they, makes it so that you pretty much can just win they probably find a way to like they wait till they can win then they break it well, you, you essentially, I believe, you just end up destroying all your opponent's cards. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you could or also... Like, they, it's probably something stupid where, like, they just negate losing long enough to hit their win con, then they break that card, and then they win. Probably something like that. It's definitely possible. But yeah, there's definitely a combo with that card that's actually stupid. And it's, it has something to do with drawing your entire deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. You wait till they have no deck, and then you break the card. That, <laughs> that's anyway. got to be it. Anyway. Let's, let's, get to the, let's get to the to the show. We got a show to do, Cal. We don't have time to talk no, about magic. No, we don't. We're out. Either. I'm out. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Okay. Rufus, what if... What, what are you, gaming news is just go off with some gaming stuff what did you uh what, what's came out recently tell tell me about the game that you've been playing you play a little bit on stream what, okay tell me about that game i have been playing i played it once um and it's called pokemon unite and pokemon unite for anyone who doesn't know is a pokemon flavored moba um but what it's really good at is not being what other MOBAs are, which is just hard to get off the ground. And what I mean by that is just a mechanically demanding game that's hard to play. Um, Pokemon Unite is a lot more casual, I'll say. So, like, I don't know what the ranks were in Dota, but the ranks in League were Bronze, Silver, Gold, Diamond, Plat. And I forget po- what they changed the ranks to. They used to just be MMR-based. Like, they were just numbers. Okay. In Pokemon, you've got... Um, You've got beginner, great, ultra, master, and then I think elite. Um, the like first day I played, I made it to great class two, which is like silver. So like, <laughs> I barely know how to play, and I can still get to silver. So it's a low. Now I played a lot of league. I understand how MOBAs work, and I understand like how to play that type of game. 
But the point is, it's not so hard that nobody can get in. There's no right. there's no turrets. Um, so the way the game essentially functions is where turrets would normally be. There's these things called goals, and you need so many points to break a goal, but there's no turret. But if you try to walk past a goal point, you get incredibly slowed. So you still can't just like walk into their base. Otherwise, you will just get dead because you won't be able to get away from everybody killing you. But the way you get the points is by going into what would normally be the jungle and other MOBAs and just killing random Pokemon. And if you die while you're killing Pokemon, you lose most of your points. So if someone comes in and kills you while you're getting them, they take most of your points and then they go put them in your goal instead of the other way around. <clears throat> it's a super good game. Um, it's free on Switch right now. It's coming out on mobile in September. It'll also be free. Um, it's just your standard Tencent MOBA. If you've played anything like Arena of Valor or anything like that, it's basically the same thing. I like the fact that it's quick. This would be a good, oh, yes. good thing. Yes, it's capped at 10 minutes as well. That's one thing I forgot to say. It's not like other MOBAs where you can end up in a two-hour game because nobody will surrender and you both suck. Um, it's a 10-minute cap. It's how many points <laughs> can you... You cannot win before it's... 10 minutes unless they surrender. It's like, unlike another MOBA, other MOBAs, it's not like go kill the Nexus or go kill their base. Um, it's just collect points for 10 minutes and whoever has the most points wins. Um, now there comes a point where you probably aren't going to win and you maybe just surrender, but they can't like go take your base and then destroy it. And then the game ends. And in, I think it's the last minute points are worth double. So if you have a really big comeback at the end, you can just like come back and win. Like I played a game where, um, they have like, um, a Roshan or Baron, depending on what game you play, type creature. It's a Zapdos in the middle of the field. And if you kill the Zapdos, Ooh. everybody gets a full inventory of energy to go put into the goals at double the amount. So there was one game we were playing right. They were doing Zapdos and we were losing. And I just happened to last hit the Zapdos and my whole team got filled up with energy and we just submitted it all. And we ended up winning by like 10 points. So that Zapdos won the game basically. <clears throat> but no it 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 is a good game i i would recommend people give it a try anyway it's free to play um everything in the game except for i think some cosmetics but maybe not maybe literally everything in the game is free i could be wrong about the cosmetic part but basic pretty much everything in the game is free everything you need to play is free for sure and then there might be some cosmetics that cost money but i would recommend there usually is some form yeah that's usually the way MOBAs work is they hit you with the freemium where it's like hey it's free to play but and and it's like this Mostly here too just cosmetics though that do that kind of thing yeah well in the, in like league you can decide that you would rather pay to in, to do your progression quicker or not progression yeah. rather but like I don't want to play a whole bunch of games to get the champions I'll pay 20 bucks to get these guys. You can do that in this game too, but it's still gettable with in-game currency if you want to wait it out. So similar to gotcha. other MOBAs in, in the genre. Definitely on point for any Tencent MOBA out there. That's how they all work. Right. And I guess like whether you like Tencent or not, they've they've done a lot of MOBAs on the in the mobile scene. They've They've got some on Switch. They basically own Riot Games at this point. So like they they know how to make a MOBA and they understand I think 
I think they really understand the target audience with a Pokemon MOBA. Right. So they they did some good things. You might not like the game, but that doesn't mean it's good or bad. Um, I personally think the design was done well for the audience that they want to capture, whether you like the game or not. And you can fight me on that. I'll be outside of my house in a, what time is it? In about like an hour and a half. If you guys want to fight about it, I'll be standing there waiting. I mean, if you want to fight about it right now, I'll, we'll stop the show just so Rufus can go outside his house and fight someone. Yeah. Good content right there, right? Yeah. You send a message when you get there and I'll go outside and I'll fight you. <laughs> 1v1 Canadian street rules. That's right. We're using geese. Do you, do you just say sorry until someone stops saying sorry? Like, is that how Canadian street rules works? Last person to say sorry wins. You actually get to choose your weapon. There's a bottle of maple syrup, a goose, and a beaver. And they're all laid out in front of you. You can pick one. Does the winner or the loser have to say sorry? <laughs> I think you say sorry when you're standing over them and beating them with it, but it's been I'm a so while. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this beaver's goose. teeth are going to puncture your skull. <laughs> you know, at least you're apologizing for it. That's fine. But I mean, they're just going to go get their free health care at the doctor and they'll be fine in about a week. Oh, so, I don't get that. You also don't get smacked over the head with a beaver. I Maybe I do and you just don't know it. <laughs> if you do, you must be pretty rich. <laughs> come, on this sh- come on this show looking like this every day. Man's moonlighting is a friggin' bum fight guy with a beaver. A beaver bum fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. That's how we do it. I saw a Great meme Cal Beaver bum fighter. I saw a meme today where apparently Dr. Phil got the guy who organizes like the organized bum fights on his show and he came dressed up as Dr. Phil like he shaved his head the same way and everything. <laughs> and they brought him on the show to talk about how he's taking advantage of vulnerable people and the guy said uh-huh. isn't that what you do and then he got kicked off the show. <laughs> oh god um, <laughs> compared himself to god, um, oh man that was such a good uh, meme smackdown <laughs> uh, okay all the beavers but yeah that that's pokemon unite um like i said if you have a switch it's free play around if you don't like it uninstall it tell your friends it's trash then tell them to come watch this so i can get a more objective view of it <laughs> tell your friends it's bad then tell us to watch tell them to watch this yeah, tell them to watch this so they can get a more objective talk of it be like these guys were wrong in telling me to download this game go watch them anyway and then funny. Y- you watch like someone's gonna watch this and they're gonna play the game and they're gonna think it's trash and then they're gonna tell someone else to watch it but they're not gonna know that this part was live and they're just gonna show up at my house I'm outside right now. <laughs> you get a random text. I'm outside right now. Let's go. Let's do this. I so brought yeah. my beaver. Do you have yours? So I'm going to be a bit more specific. If you want to fight me, you have to come here at 10.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Atlantic on July 26, 2021. For anybody cut, watching, cut, it out, cut that part out. We're gonna cut that part out specifically. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, it's just you're gonna cut the audio, and it's just gonna be you. It's just gonna be your voice, and it's just gonna say right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, do it. Do it now. 
I, uh, anyway, I guess we can. Games. Yeah, I guess we can move on to the next. Or no, we. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I'll there's, there's, actually, there's... I do a little, little, little bit about New World. I just started playing a little bit today. It's a oh yeah. Game. Amazon made a game. New World. It's not half bad. It's an MMO. It's currently in closed beta because you have to pre-order it to play it. Uh, Forty well, bucks. That that in my opinion is semi-closed beta. Yeah, I guess it's like it. It's, it's not open beta. Though. It's definitely not open. It, it it's is it's an open beta. Open. You just have to open your wallet. Nah, you know, no. I'm gonna go with closed beta on that one. <laughs> See, I I personally I think of closed beta more of as you're gonna sign up and there's a thousand people and we're giving the key out to a hundred. Good luck. I think of closed beta is also more of a like and there's a an a form of NDA or something on that as well uh, i guess but there's not a new world it depends it's more alpha is probably nda yeah I, like i was in the beta for league and they encouraged everyone to just go tell everybody about it i was it. In the beta for league i mean i'm really just dating myself it's not really a hoity-toity I'm thing just a fancy man roof is over here back in the day i used to play league of legends it, 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 it's more like um I'm old as fuck. <laughs> I was around I'm back like then. You're like a year older than me. Don't make me feel old. I mean, my You're wife. You're not even a year older than me. My wife is a year older than me, so she's old. We can be young forever. <laughs> it's okay. You don't want to throw this one on TikTok anymore, Ruth. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not putting no. <laughs> she doesn't watch the podcast. She only watches the TikTok, so I'll just make sure not to put this one up. <laughs> I dare you to do it. Oh, I totally I will. dare you to do it. I totally uh. will. <laughs> I'll do it. And then I'll also put up the one where it says, come fight me. And then I'll just walk outside and it'll just be my wife out there ready to throw down. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of great. <laughs> That's yeah. But yeah, new world's a fun game. It, it has some nice action in combat. It's an MMO, so it has your normal tank healer damage classes. Um, it's got quests. It's got masteries. It's got stuff, and it's been pretty fun so far. Hmm. I'm excited to see it release. I think it's in August. Is its full release? I would say they're having I'm... a little bit of a little bit of issues with crashing bugs from time to time with people I've seen on Twitch. So they got to fix that in about a month. I would say I'll give I'll it a try, it. but MMOs really aren't my jam. I, I just, I haven't really found No, them. they're video games, not things that are made of <laughs> preserves. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know. I find it really hard to like get into them, personally. And it it's not that they're bad. I just, I, they don't, they don't enlighten me. I don't feel fulfilled when I play them. I just feel like there's more Dead. that I... I, just, I feel like a disgruntled employee because there's just... I gotta go do the grind and then I gotta go do the raid and then I gotta go beat the boss and then I gotta do it all before 9 o'clock because I'm old and I gotta go to bed. It just it feels I'm like old a, and I gotta go to bed now. It just, it's, it's a second job and it, I, I, just, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I have, I'm crappy enough at my own job. I don't need a second one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, know? No, you know, you're not wrong. So I don't, I don't need to be the underdog that's <laughs> making us need to fight the raid boss for the third time because I still can't figure out how to heal the tank. Like, <laughs> well, don't be a healer, Rufus. Anyway, no, I mean, I've played MMOs <laughs> for for a lot, large portion of my life. It's another one. Looks good. I enjoy it. I played RuneScape. Used to play WoW back in the day. I played RuneScape a really long time ago. 
Yeah, no, let's get let's let's go with yours instead. That's a much better segue than a Jagex game that doesn't link to the next topic at all. <laughs> I used to play RootScape back in the day. Ruben, Rufus, you just killed the segue. We got to end the show now. <laughs> but yeah, so there's been some pretty terrible things happening. Well, that happened. Yeah, they're not happening. The after the reckoning yeah, I mean, is happening. They're, they're also still kind of happening. I think um, the the well, let's just put it this it's way: more the reckoning is happening. It's, it's gonna stop really quickly now that it's in the public eye. So I think you can almost officially say it is ended, and now they're about to get we're, flogged we're, over we're it. We're gonna go into that how that might not stop. We'll, we'll we'll get into that that part about it in this. So, um, two years ago, state of California. We're we're getting into a little bit of serious territory here. Set the, um, yes, serious warning, but also set the scene. Do this as like a DM. Where are we? What's going on in the world around us? So like two us? years ago, imagine you are part yeah. of the California DFEH, which is uh, Department of Fair Employment and House Housing. Um, you realize that you need to start an investigation into the company Activision Blizzard. I actually don't <laughs> remember if it was just Blizzard at the time or if it was Activision Blizzard. It would have been just Blizzard. Um, and because you've heard some pretty terrible things about harassment okay. and inequality and things like that. So two years later, you've done all your research and you go to court with it because it's bad enough that you take it to California state court. Okay. And here we are today. Okay. So I've done all my research. <laughs> <laughs> time, to, time to role play the next part. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, we're, so we're, essentially, we're going to state court. What's happened is California, the, the DFEH has taken the case to California because Blizzard has been pretty terrible over the last few years about being discriminatory towards women and just kind of everyone that's not a white male. Wait, whoa, did, can um, you back up like a tiny bit? It took them two years to do the investigation? It was a large investigation. and They Holy gathered a lot shit. of data. <laughs> That's okay. how you know it's, like, a legit investigation. They took all of the time to gather so much stuff. I've actually looked over the court document that was released, and there's a lot of stuff in there. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'm glad that they were thorough, and I'm glad that, that they did a good job, but I feel like they probably had enough way before two years was up, but I also didn't read the court so document. <laughs> we live in a system where when you take harassment to court unless there's so much overwhelming evidence lots of times it'll just be dismissed yeah. because we have a terrible system in the united states i don't know how how it is in canada but about the same we 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 don't treat our victims of harassment well we normally just tell them that they're wrong we give them a hashtag usually that they can use on Twitter. I don't even know if we give them a hashtag oh yeah you you guys get a hashtag too i th- i feel like we're very similar in this respect if if it's not overwhelming but yeah, evidence, that's literally it though. Yeah, yeah, you get. They don't a ha- give them anything else. You don't even tell them that they're right. They just no, no. You get a hashtag that's like justice for Judas, and it's like great. Glad that happened. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So they did their they did their investigation. They found out that there was extremely unequal pay. There were people. There were women that they they, they would. Throughout the document, they talk about you know women being passed over for raises and opportunities to like move up in the company when a guy was hired like two months before her and whatnot. There was, this is the one that really got me. There was someone that was refused to be promoted because, and I quote, 
she could get pregnant and like being a mother too much. See, I feel like I've heard that a lot specifically in the States, that that's not... I'm not trying to downplay this, but I I feel like that's not unique to Blizzard. Not to praise them or say that they're doing anything good. I feel like that's a common thing that I've unfortunately heard. What I'm hoping is that they get Blizzard just like loses terribly. And maybe other companies that might use that response think twice about it next time. Yeah, but also. But that's like, I want you to think about that for a second. You're someone that can have a baby so you will not be promoted up the company because you might enjoy being a mother but think about this who cares is like like, (laughs) who cares like most most people who take their job seriously enough to get up to that rank are usually pretty good at balancing things so who cares yeah right either like no when i read that line i was like why so, like, here's the thing. A, a lot of people who get into those roles don't just, like, get, get get handed the role and then it's there forever. There's usually a trial period. And then just give it to them. And if it turns out that, you know, whether they're a mother or a father, it really doesn't matter. But if they can't do the commitment to that job because of family, then they're not a fit for that job, regardless of their whatever it might not even be family it might just be i like to go drive stock cars on the weekend and that makes me unavailable to do a very significant portion of my job in which case i shouldn't get it but it should have nothing to do with why i'm not available or why i could potentially not be available like like i guess what i'm saying is i'm not saying that the person should auto get the job but i don't think it should be discriminatory so like if you can't do the hours that are required to be done regardless of who you are for what reason a first that needs to be proven that you can't handle that and b if that is the case then that random person whether it's a stock car racer or whoever else maybe they can't have that job but it shouldn't be limited to oh you might want to have right a it shouldn't be just in case this happens yeah exactly just because in you case. could have a family but, I mean, if it was a guy in the same position, they wouldn't have cared. Like, they would have been like, oh, you can be a father, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the issue. That That is the issue. Which is like... It's terrible. So, it's like, this is where, like, I was talking about how we were the same a little while ago with the hashtags and the court system. In Canada, it's like, it's not uncommon for, like, the... I gotta be very careful... The person who had the child, because I don't want to offend anybody, to go back to work very early and then for the other partner to take the parental leave. That's not uncommon. Like it if my wife had a Guys child Guys never get like very rarely get paternity leave in the States. So it's they don't they don't have a choice. Maternity either. leave and it's also limited maternity leave too for a lot of women too. Like they just say get back to work as soon as possible. So in Canada they get the the person who had the child can get a year and the other parent can get, I think it's nine months. They reserve three months for medical recovery that can't be given to the other person. Like if my wife had a kid today and she decided that we already have three kids at home and now we have a fourth, it's easier for me to go to work because I won't have to deal with all the bullshit in the house, which is a valid viewpoint. <laughs> she could she yeah. could say, you're going to stay home and it would be like, it it would be the same. Like, we could just as easily do that and there'd be no yeah. repercussions or difference at all. If you take up to a year, the person who had the baby. Yeah. 
you can also split it and both do six months at the same time. So like we could both be off for six months. It's just a year total. So like we could both go off for six months. And because of where I work, the so like the way it works is it actually goes through the unemployment system. So you just get fifty percent yeah. of your income. But where I work, they'll top me up to ninety percent of what I made. So they'll pay wow. an extra forty percent. So like I could take nine months off at ninety percent salary. Or I could do I was do talking a, to someone the other day who was happy to get three days of paternity leave. So you know what's even funnier? You could also just work like a metric shit ton of overtime like I did and then take four months off as vacation and not even have to touch the paternity leave. <sighs> Canada Moving does to Canada. Some, yeah, move to Canada. So <laughs> was was there more to but, this? Oh, yeah. So, like, there was that. There was just general harassment in just by the higher-ups, by some of the people in the most senior positions, mm-hmm. just harassing. And then when things were taken to the the head honchos, they just were like, we'll deal with it. <laughs> we're sorry. Sorry. They did the whole South Park BP yeah. thing, and then <laughs> nothing happened. And then we, it just kept on going. We promise we'll address this. Would you like a new DLC? We promise we'll address this. And then they would also sometimes take, like, they they would take action against people who brought the complaints up yep. as well so, and treat them like crap. I'm a, I'm a union steward where I work. So, like, unfortunately, I've had to go, go through some training and learn that that's not as uncommon as you think. Um, I know the, it's the, not uncommon. The, the so, part where they attack before, the before you go on, I just want to say it's, like, I'm not thinking that I'm not saying that this is uncommon. I'm just saying this is a really good case to like have something get brought to light and hopefully make it less common in general across all companies. Yeah, and I guess I I just want to make sure that other people know like it's not uncommon for like a victim to be re-victimized because they were a vic- basically because they were a victim. Like yeah. You come out and you say, because the hey, company's this like, per- well, this looks bad on us, so we're just going to make you go away. Yeah, the optics aren't good on this. How would you like a demotion and next time you'll think twice about saying anything? And then yeah. you probably will. <laughs> you'll either leave the company or you will think twice because can you really afford a second demotion? Like, that's a real thing. That's a real thought. Unless you work in, like, a an environment where you potentially have a union or something to fight that battle. I mean, good luck winning, right? Like, yeah, really? I mean, if you don't have a union, that's, you have nothing else to fight that except yourself. You go to the head honcho and they're like, okay, get demoted or yeah. goodbye. Yeah. Get out of here. And then you're out of job. Yeah. And your pride's wounded. Yeah. No, it even had a situation where someone killed themselves because of stuff that had been happening. That's ridiculous. That's like that's terrible. Like that's yeah. the most terrible. It I don't know if it gets worse than that. I think it does. I think that's really one of the like worst part like that it, could even go on for that long. Where someone feels like they need to just end it, like Damn. So, but yeah. Think twice. That's what happened here. Think twice before you re-up for uh, World of Warcraft next month. That's where your money's going. 
Oh yeah, no, I I canceled my WoW subscription. No, I know it's not going to do much. The, to the them proverbial at all them, right? Like the people out there. This is not going to do much against them because fifteen dollars a month isn't going to hurt Activision Blizzard. But I canceled it because I, mean, I just 15, don't. Fifteen dollars right a month across a million um, across like a million people will. That'd be cool. But yeah, and then they had the response the next day from their head people were yeah. pretty much a couple of them were like the state of California is doing this wrongly. This is all a lie. And one of the person, one of the top jail and Brack was like, this troubles me. We try and do the best at our company for discrimination. And then I think it was yesterday or today. Yeah. I think an, a thousand employee signed letter was sent out to the head honcho saying their response was terrible. Yeah. Stop lying. Over about a thousand it. blizzard employees signed a letter that pretty much said, your response to this lawsuit is disgusting and hurts us terribly. That's ridiculous. Because your employees at this point are pretty much done. Ugh. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it sucks. And this thing isn't, I mean, Blizzard, like we were saying, this isn't the only place where this happens. Another place that this happened recently around the same time was Riot Games had a similar thing. I actually have the article up now because a little bit of a silver lining. I bet none of these employees had exactly what happened here happen to them. Yeah. Um, the what was he? The chief operating officer. So the COO was actually suspended without pay after it came to light that during meetings he would grab other employees genitals and then fart in their face that was a thing that the coo of riot games did to his employees why would you ever like and i'm pretty sure why and it wasn't it was not a particular male female they them it was employees in general like it didn't matter I mean, at least he's not. I mean, yay, no discrimination, but why? Still, <laughs> what? There's no discrimination at Riot, just harassment. So take your pick. Yeah, you just want, harassment in general. Do you want both, or do you just want harassment? But so, it's not targeted. I mean, no, it's not targeted. That that's weird. That's he's, that's he, terrible. He's just a weird um, dude. None of it makes any sense. I mean, at least. But yeah, he, so you. At least he was off for two months with no pay. Yeah. So, like, there's a huge lawsuit. The lawsuit essentially is asking for compensation in, like, every way, shape, or form. And it's filed by the DFEH. So, like, it's going to go through if Blizzard doesn't back down. And they're going to go to court. See, like, the problem is even if they win, they're not going to get what they asked for. Correct. I just hope that, you know, if Blizzard doesn't do a deal and they go to court, that at least something... I always hope that something happens, even though I know nothing's ever going to happen and that we're going to just keep going on the exact same. Like You kind of got to manage expectations here. Like It it sucks that it happened. It really does. But money's not going to fix it. And they have, enough, they have enough money that it's not going to hurt them. So... Like, I'm not saying don't do it, but, like, unfortunately, you're not going to get anything out of it unless you can find a way to, like, hurt the company. 
by like forcing people to step down or forcing people to not be able to be a part of this or but like just people want the I mean people are asking for it, but that probably is gonna happen the the head of Blizzard to step down. Like that kind of stuff is the first of all, the only way it's gonna change. And and second of all, it's the only way like at this point it's the only way to almost fix it. Like, yeah, it'd be nice if they got some money, but at the end of the day, if all they have to do is pay a fine, they'll just be more careful about who they harass. Unless they break the cycle, right? Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but it it's just Yeah. It's just I and maybe it's because I'm not in the position, but it always weird I get it weird vibes when it's like, yeah, all these people were were harassed and we want money. Like that's not really a reparation. And they have enough money, so it's not even a punishment. You just you're just getting it on the public record, which is good, but like nothing was I mean, it's fixed. get it on the public record. And really the only thing by law that they can do is get money. I think that's the sad part. So they do what they can to get what they can. Like it would be even nicer if the people who authorize this could serve like some amount of jail time. That'd be cool. Or just be forced to not work their jobs. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Jail time and that. That'd be cool. But. Actually be held accountable for anything. Well, let's not go too far, Cal. I don't want to hold any. a great any... discussion on my stream today about accountability in the internet, but that's a whole nother. I think I was in podcast. meetings when you were doing that. Yeah, I mean, a couple of my viewers talking about how the internet has zero accountability. I mean, yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole other discussion. Maybe that'll be next week's topic. I, I want to go with a light topic next week. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta balance it out a little bit. No, only serious topics. This is also coming off the back of watching that Bo Burnham special. If anyone hasn't watched it out there, watch it. It's a great special. Go watch Inside. It's hilarious. By- Inside by Bob Burnham. Also depressing. One of the it's one of the saddest things I've seen in a very long time, and it's also hilarious. But he, it's also hilarious because it's Bo Burnham. But yeah. Okay. Do you have I anything? I think we've else? talked about that enough. Yeah. That's closing remarks is people are terrible, and I really wish they were less terrible. Hopefully, you... at some point, enough change happens that terrible people are held accountable to a decent extent. You and everybody else. I yeah. feel like most people think that way. But nothing ever changes, even though most people think that way. So yeah, there's something wrong there. Because most people don't do anything about it. Very easy to say, I would like this to change. but I... So here's a great example. Okay. I disagree with what Blizzard's doing, but I'm going to keep playing World of Warcraft. Or... Call of Duty or all of the other IPs that the people who are being dicks own don't play them. Yeah, just like, stop. If you're going to keep them. putting money in their pocket for a job well done, why should they change? Like it's true, they'll just keep on going. That's why I don't buy anything epic. I don't agree with epic. I don't put money into epic. That's epic. But, like, I disagree with something. 
And and then you stop I paying. Don't, I don't use it. Like, it's true. When I disagree with something, I take the easiest amount of action I can because I'm not going to go... I'm not going to go do something crazy, but I'm not going to keep supporting it. Like, just it's like, true. just like pirating music, you know, everybody does it. But like the second you start thinking about the fact that there's a whole bunch of hey, artists, Spotify who, is not pirating music. It's not, it's not, but I mean, they're not great, but I mean, they still do pay they're their artists, great. but they do so barely pay their it, artists. It's better than, it's better than nothing. But like, you know, if you're pirating music right now and you're wondering why your favorite artist isn't putting something out. Probably because they're not getting paid. They're not getting money. And if you want to take like a... video game companies that you do like, you're pirating their yeah. games. Chances are they're not going to make another game anytime soon because they literally aren't making money. Because I know a lot of people... Actually, a really good example, that is Rick and Morty in Canada. Up until recently, you couldn't stream Rick and Morty in Canada. So if you didn't get it live on a channel that you were subscribed to through your cable provider. You just couldn't watch it. And someone's like, Oh, well you could just get it. I was like, no, I'm not going to support that. If they don't want to be on a streaming platform in Canada, I could easily acquire it. It's not like I wouldn't even have to go out of my way to acquire it. I could just turn on a VPN and go watch it. Like there's many ways around this, but I'm choosing not to still, I really like the show. I really want to watch it but I'm not going to give them a view through a platform that I'm not supposed to access because then why would they ever put it for live in Canada? That's true. Like, why would they, they do it? Because they are everyone already watching it. Exactly. So like little things like that, if enough people do them can go a long way. You don't have to go lead a protest to do something, you know, almost at a local or, not really grassroots level, but like a small thing. Like just don't support it. If you didn't support, you know, a particular electoral candidate, would you go put their sign in your yard? No. So why are you being? Yeah, I just have all the ones I don't support in my yard. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> like if you wouldn't put their sign in the yard, then why are you willing to advertise that you like this game or play this game if you don't like the company? Or maybe, True. or maybe you don't care about any of this, and that. I would say is not, I'll say it kind of weird, but you know know what? I'll say it's fine. That's fine. You do you keep paying and buying your game. If this honestly doesn't phase you, it's not fine, but it's fine. And keep doing what you do you and we'll do me. And you're not doing the podcast and we're doing the podcast and you're playing world of Warcraft and great, but you might even be watching world of Warcraft while playing while watching that. What? Yeah. (laughs) While playing the podcast. That was backwards. Get your eyes off your damn phone and look at your other screen. We're talking to you. (laughs) You. Uh, You. You. I'm going to be outside. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, moral of the story, don't be bad. That was my closing remarks. Yeah. And hopefully bad things will change one day. But we'll see if that ever actually happens. You know what? You should. One second. I gotta make sure I say it right, and then we can move on. To I the gotta vamp. Thing. Okay, I'm gonna vamp. Vamping. You gotta. Uh... You need to do Google's original motto when they first started, because now Google can't claim this at all, which is why they changed their motto. 
Um, but their Google's original motto was "Don't be evil." That was their original. Oh, no, yeah, yeah well, they, yeah. they and they did change their motto, so kudos to them. That's not their motto anymore. But don't be evil. At least they realized they were evil. Yeah, yeah. there's a <laughs> there's no accountability there, but there's some self actualization going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be evil. Don't be evil. Or contribute. Don't be an asshole. Don't don't contribute to evil. If you don't, I don't know. To me, it's pretty clear cut. If you don't support the business, don't support the product. To me, like there's yeah. a clear divide. I don't know. It's not that clear cut for some people, but for me, it's pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will think that like what impact are you actually making against the company? But it's more so if you just don't support the company, don't support the product for your own reasons too. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I like Overwatch. I probably won't play it until I see some positive change in the company. Yeah. I I don't think I have any Blizzard stuff installed on my computer anymore. I think I still have Overwatch installed. I might have it installed. I might oh. have Overwatch installed. I know I don't have a WoW subscription. That's the only really thing that I had. But... Okay. Oh, yeah. That I think that's all. I, that's all I got. I'm gonna stop ruining the segues now. On to a realm of fantasy. Yes. So one thing I kind of wanted to do, and Cal either begrudgingly or is excited, I don't know, we said it during text, so I'm going to assume begrudgingly, um, decided to <laughs> I'm do I'm always is, doing things begrudgingly. I, I know we've got a small community right now, but I wanted to give back in some way to people who like D&D and people who like our content. And we decide, or I decided, and again, he begrudgingly agreed. That's my interpretation. Um, sure. That we should write an adventure for other people to run, and we should do it during this series where we're talking about how to run the game. So it's adventure time. So we're going to do some stuff, kind of, we're going to do some riffing, and we're going to write kind of some plot points of a story. We're going to do a lot of the writing off camera, but we're going to, use examples from this series in this adventure that we're going to write and we're going to publish it for free somewhere. We um, are. So, so you can run the Dungeons and Downloads Cal Rufus Adventure. And that's a, that's the only title it needs. Everyone will know. <laughs> yep. And you know Sagging what? Saggy Cal's Ghost Emporium. It's Saggy Cal's <laughs> Goblin Dungeon Extravaganza <laughs> Part 2 and there just won't be a Part 1. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> So we talked last time about what was it making the world and the players feel bigger. The last couple of things we session talked about. zero session As zero was the about. last one. Yeah. I'm getting them all mixed together now. So session zero, theoretically you should have the stuff we're going to cover now done before session zero, but session zero is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to take some notes while we're talking as well, so that I don't have to rewatch the episode just to get the notes out of it. Um, but free views. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't watch them that way. I actually download the VOD specifically so I don't increase the view count, so I can actually get a decent metric for what's going on. Oh, but I, okay. I, I, I've I just been like spamming it all day, you know, on my computer. I, I appreciate. Not, I have not been doing that. I appreciate <laughs> that you are giving us free views, Cal. <laughs> I can tell when you're especially tired because those ones don't get a lot of views. <laughs> those episodes. It's true. Yeah. 
yeah, you go to TikTok and you're like, oh, this one doesn't have a lot of views. So, yeah. Cal must be tired. He's not view botting today. <laughs> hey, I'm the secretary. I have to view bot sometimes. But this time you're the secretary because you're writing the D&D notes. I am How writing the D&D notes. It feels great. I feel empowered. I feel like I can rewrite history, present, and future with the stroke <laughs> of my finger. Um, I don't know if I've ever had this much power or if I will continue to have it in the future, but for now, woohoo! Um, I have the power. Great yeah. skull. So, <laughs> E-Man is actually on Netflix now. Yeah, they just did. Uh, they 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 just redid. It's yep. a re re redoing a Masters of the Universe. Yep, it sure is. Maybe we should talk about that next week. We can talk about it right now if you want, but I don't think we I, should. I, I all I know right now is that it's on Netflix. I haven't seen. Do you it. watch it? Not yet. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll watch Mark it. Mark Hamill plays Skeletor. Hmm. I'm gonna watch it now, like right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. You talk about D and D stuff. Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna. Okay, make... so there's dice, and you want to roll those dice to see what you get. <laughs> we gotta come up with a plot, and then we gotta come up with a plot hook. So ideally, we would come up. What I hope we'll come up with is where the characters are gonna start, and maybe what a potential end could look like, and then write a plot hook, and nothing in between, just beginning. And potential, and then plot potential end story, and then plot hook. Hear me out. There's a lich, and he has an apprentice. <laughs> How about we don't write my campaign live on stream so you guys can be spoiled? I really want to write it and see if I guess any parts of it right <laughs> that I just know. Yeah, I think you got the first three <laughs> sessions down pat. I think you know exactly what happens in the first three sessions. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't part of that. That was other Cal. So, <clears throat> making a campaign. Let, let's make this real easy on ourselves, and let, let's let let's just use... Let's talk about something we did last time. Let's just use Faerun. It's a world that everybody knows, and it's real easy to write an adventure in a spot that already exists. So, I'm going to pull up the map. I'm going to pull it by myself. Faerun. So let us, let us start there. And uh, see where that takes us. Okay, so zoom. High resolution, man. Um, you don't have Firefox open, though, so you can't show it on screen. I can. I can open it real quick. Um, so, I just want to see this picture. So let us... <clears throat> this is Faerun. Actually, let's go with this one. Um, a real easy spot... You know what we could do? We could give people. I don't know Let's if I start in Fandal. I was I, I was gonna say we could do something like that, but I don't know if we want to no, try to. I don't actually want to do Fandal. <clears throat> no. But it would be nice to pick somewhere on. You know, near Waterdeep, because. Um, Fandal. Waterdeep. Well, Pirates? somewhere somewhere close to Waterdeep because Fandalin's not that far. Neverwinter and Fandalin are not that far from. Waterdeep? Waterdeep's just further south. We could pick a small town. We could go with... Um, we could go with Troll Call... Uh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Dragonspear Castle. Ooh, that could be a good spot. Actually, let's do Daggerford. 
And then Dragon Spear Castle. Then Dragon Spear Castle is in is in region. Where you go to, yeah, yeah. And you know, cool yeah. Place. And you've also got the whole tradeway, the Misty Forest, and you've got a bunch of cool stuff that we, the Trollbark Forest. There's a whole bunch of really good spot for quests all, all around the here. The High Moon, what? What is that? Like the High Moon Swamp? What is that? Where? Oh, the High Moon. High Moor. Sorry, the high the high, I, sorry. It was. I'm looking at the stream and it. It looks like yeah, an yeah. High it's it's, it's kind of like the more. It's a yeah. more. That makes yeah. sense. There you go. And uh, <laughs> and you're really close to Waterdeep too. If you need to do some side adventures, they could venture up to Waterdeep, and who knows where that'll lead them. Could so, always travel down the Delimbeer River to mm, Succum Succumber. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the days. Okay, so starting in Dagger... <laughs> We're in Daggerford. Starting in Daggerford. Okay. Good spot to start. Um, now back to the map here. So yeah, we're going to start in Daggerford. And now, what's going on in Daggerford? Why are the... Daggers. Daggers, Yes. Yes, there could be a sale on cheap daggers. Um, there is a goblin army. So the other thing, too, that, that we can do, because we picked this spot, is we can actually look up some of the dagger forward lore. Um, we could. It's a farming community. Um, it has great ambitions to grow and be seen as an alternative to the northern neighbor of Waterdeep. So they're trying to become as big or bigger than Waterdeep. And something attacking Daggerford would make that not be as viable, because then they would be looked, they they could or, get taken out off the map. Or a second, a second option to that, maybe like the big bad or the the plot is actually that um, Daggerford is actually forging attacks on Waterdeep in secret. Oh. So are we going evil campaign? No, no, the the. The party's going to be good, and they're going to go to Daggerford to investigate or something like that. So we're starting in Waterdeep, then? Well, it depends how you want to set up your plot. You have to get order. the quest to go to Daggerford. Well, they could be in Daggerford and see some shady things going on, and then hear about an attack in Waterdeep. Then why would they care about that? Because it's such a covert option... Maybe water or maybe Daggerford is sending help to Waterdeep to cover it up. That way they look like they're more of a a good guy in the situation. They, they look like they're the good guy and they're sending the party to help Waterdeep. Okay, so here we go. It's like it's set up. You get some form of NPC who tells you about a secret attack by the Thieves Guild of Daggerford, which isn't actually the Thieves Guild. It's it's yeah. someone entirely. It's um that are, they're going to attack Waterdeep, and you are tasked as adventurers to be part of the party that goes to try and stop this from happening. Yes, I like that. So that that that's your that's your beginning. It's kind of like your plot hook. <clears throat> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a bit of both, and this could be a good now because they're they're new adventures. You probably want to have some form of money reward on the table, yeah, just some, in case some kind of money reward and maybe an NPC who they can get to know 
who turns out to be like a, a maybe a spy later on or maybe not maybe this guy is actually a good guy and he's just roped into this as well maybe we, he also gets bamboozled it's true exactly we can flesh that out later but maybe an npc accompanies them because they're also new adventurers we can call the campaign Daggerford Secrets. <laughs> I like it. I am taking So you notes. start off the campaign in Daggerford. They, I guess, uh, are we going to do a traditional plot hook? As, or the our traditional beginning where they all meet in an inn kind of thing? So... One thing I've found incredibly successful for, and I think we should make this as low to the ground as possible. Um, we should write a couple of plot hooks off screen that they can just use. Am I low enough to the ground? No. I can see your shoulder. I can't go any lower. Um, but for now, okay. for now, we'll just go with they all met in an inn, but in like maybe the actual thing that we publish. Kind of similar to the Lost Minds of Fandelver, they give you three possible plot hooks, or say write your own. Yeah, but that works. Usually, like a good one, and that that you'll see in these types of starter adventures, are this NPC that I'm just gonna call William right now. Someone is already involved. Can we call him Wilhelm? Wilhelm, yes. Somebody is already involved with Wilhelm to a degree. They're either related to or. They know they're already acquainted with this NPC who's going to talk to them. That's usually the easiest way to get a whole party in. Somehow, they're usually all friends before this, and they get asked to go by the one party member who already knows this other guy. Um, but we'll, we can write some better flushed out stuff here in a little bit. Once we know what exactly we're going to ask them to do, we can kind of back up and figure out how that logically looks. You know what I so mean? So yeah, since they're I guess since they're friends or one of the people mm-hmm. knows Wilhelm. Yeah. We can either go with how are we gonna get them to actually like why is Wilhelm telling them all this stuff? Asking so, them for help. So at this point in the adventure, Wilhelm was is part of what would essentially be the Nobles Guard. The Daggerford Alliance. Yes, the I like it. Um, so Wilhelm is part of the Daggerford Alliance. Um, he's part of Daggerford Alliance. And he gets asked by the nobles to investigate the Thieves' Guild. And... During that investigation, he finds out that the Thieves' Guild, again, a big air quotes here, is planning to attack a a specific merchant in Waterdeep. We'll go with that, because that sounds more plausible. One of the, like, major merchants of Waterdeep that's trying to, like, they're trying to to hurt the the economy. economy. So... He brings that back to whoever his higher-ups are, and they just tell him to deal with it. That they can't be bothered, that he has to deal with it. So in a you know, fit of panic or last resortism, he contacts one of his oldest friends who happens to be in the party and asks for help. 
Does that make sense? Because he also can't really trust anyone because it's the Thieves Guild. So he's also trying to find people from outside of town maybe to help as well. Yeah, exactly. They have to be from outside of town. they can trust. Because the Thieves Guild has ears everywhere, right? Yeah. It's a good Thieves Guild. I like that. What do you think? I like that too. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good little start. Wilhelm gets the party together. He's also given money by the nobles to figure it out as well. Yeah. So that's part of where the pay's coming from. The nobles are being pay- are paying him. Exactly. So now, already in like the span of you know the last ten minutes, we have come up with a nice little story. So we've got a start in Daggerford. Um, the party plot hook is that somebody somehow. You can figure out what you want to do. You could say related to or is really close friends with or whatever to an NPC that we'll give a Wilhelm is what we're calling him right now. Um, needs their help to investigate a potential attack on a merchant in Waterdeep. And you could fashion this in two ways. Either the party is already in Daggerfall and they're going to march to Waterdeep or they're coming down and are going to intersect Waterdeep at the proper time. That works. So maybe they come either way. Maybe they come from so their their end goal is to eventually make it to Daggerford, but maybe Wilhelm's gonna travel north and they're gonna travel south. And they'll meet up on the road. And yeah, they'll meet up when they get there. Because what yeah. so what's uh what's north of Waterdeep here? They could be coming actually realistically, if you wanted to run this right after the Lost Mines, they could be coming down the Tribor Trail from Phandalin. The it's long, true. The long trek, or they could just be somewhere close, like Amphail. <laughs> I think Amphail would make more sense. Unless you're trying to tie it into Lost Minds, you can make it a long trek, but I think Amphail. Like, they're a party that met in Amphail. Maybe they got a note or something. Amphail is where they were, where the one person who's part of, or maybe two people that Wilhelm knows, got a letter saying, meet me in Waterdeep. Yep. We have much to discuss. I need your, I have need of your aid. And then they get there and he spills the beans on what's happening because he couldn't talk about it in Daggerford and maybe they've got like, you know, a day before the attack goes down. Yeah. It's got to set up. And then there's going to be a bunch of cultists that attack the mayor of the town. <laughs> I, mean, may- I mean, maybe. Maybe. This is just adjacent to rufus's campaign now yeah it's it's my campaign or Um, there'll be a big fight in the woods undead shadow there we go they're actually there actually is a bunch about the government of dagger ford in this thing in this article that i found there's some notable landmarks here that we could potentially use right now i want to see the population. There's usually a population to talk about. What are your thoughts? Because I, cool. I do enjoy the Underdark. About our end... I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm just throwing yep. it out because I want you to think yep. about it. Um, The Keep that we were going to end in actually has a way to the Underdark and has something to do with Mind Flayers. That could work. It's like the gotcha behind the gotcha. <laughs> The gotcha behind the gotcha. For anyone who doesn't know. Because you're like, you're like, hey, we're going to um, 
These at at the very end of the campaign, you go you go into the keep and you're like, we're going to kill the big bad. But it turns out he was actually just a puppet of a there, mind flayer. But you only really want to do that once because if you do that more than once, then it gets really out of hand. There's um, a mind flayer there. But maybe it works into a part two. Maybe we have a part two that we could. do after this. It could. It could. Or maybe the adventure gets longer. Maybe we get there and we're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to keep writing the adventure and it's just a longer adventure than what we originally set out for. That was just that I like to always think about the end when I'm starting the beginning as well. Yep. yep. And that's what we set out to do was a beginning and end and then a, a, a solid ish plot hook. Okay. So mind flayers. I'm only taking quick notes now because I want to talk. You do, to you do a question mark on the end of that one. That's, that's definitely not a, a hard end that can be changed. We could go more traditional dragons route. We could do something else, but I, I do enjoy myself some mind flayers. And you said that was. I forget the name Where? of the keep. Dragon Spear Castle. There's a keep. Yeah, Dragon Spear Castle. Underneath Dragon Spear Castle is. I like that. that. An entrance okay. to the Underdark. And oddly enough, like that is almost enough to run like a session one. Like you know, yeah. and I mean normally like you wouldn't have the question mark behind Mind Flayers if you're going to run the session one. You you would know that part. But you know that you're starting in Daggerford. You know that your party has been contacted by Wilhelm to meet in Waterdeep to talk about something very, very important and that it, it cannot wait. You have to go now. And he gets there and he tells you that there's going to be a secret attack on Waterdeep from the Thieves Guild in Daggerford and they're going to attack this merchant. And you need to stop that from happening. Now, my interpretation of what actually happens here is a much bigger attack than merchants and something actually attacking Waterdeep where Waterdeep has to retreat to start off the campaign. The entirety of Waterdeep? Did you, say, you think something might... I mean, I'm actually okay with that if something takes over Waterdeep. Either that or, like, they they have to, like... Or a part of it falls. Sure. Maybe, maybe just the outskirts. I like that. Like something massive happens to Waterdeep, something to to shake up the landscape of Faerun and make this adventure seem, you know, bigger than life. So like maybe, maybe like the attack starts. Maybe they're around the merchant, and the merchant does get attacked, but also they hear fighting around multiple other parts of the city, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we weren't told the entire thing." Which is yeah. kind of cool from a DM perspective, because you actually also might get your party to distrust your your one yeah. good guy. Yeah, exactly. You didn't tell me everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, theoretically, they shouldn't jump straight to distrust if one of them is like, like, if w- theoretically, because Wilhelm trusted no one with this secret except this one dude. So, like, theoretically, they're pretty dang close. So they shouldn't like just jump to he's a. But they could. have you ever played Strahd? Have you ever played Strahd? There's a lot of distrust in Strahd. There, there is a lot of distrust in Strahd. Theoretically, they shouldn't jump right to that. That should be a thought that crosses their mind, but... You ever played D&D? Yeah. Parties get... Especially if you're with veteran players, they get they don't trust anything. Yeah. <laughs> you play enough campaigns where you get gotcha by the DM, you're like, I don't I don't trust anyone. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. But I've, yeah, no, that it's cool because it can at least plant the like seed of distrust in the back of your mind. Like, I yeah. wonder if he wasn't telling us everything, which you know could be cleared up if they ask him, 
Um, but I mean, also they ask Wilhelm about whatnot. But at the stage we're at in writing this, we don't really know if he's involved or not yet. He could be. He might not I like be. The idea of him not being involved. I do too. But you never. We might get further into writing this and decide that maybe he is. Um. So I don't think we're that gonna. That is true. Write... I have had. I don't know. I don't know about you. But when I do campaigns, I'll randomly think about them when I'm at work or stuff like that. And I'll be yeah. like, wait a minute, this actually makes a lot more sense. And then I'll go and I'll write it when I get home. Oh, yeah, I do that a lot. We also I, work from home, so you cheat. I didn't used to. Only when the pandemic hit. Uh, but I used to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe... I'm trying to think what would be something like let, let's assume that we're going down the idea of mind flayers is like the big bad at the very end. What should we be doing for this attack? Um, I mean, do we want. So why, why would mind flayers want to attack water deep? That's the question. Want Dagger Ford to attack Waterdeep? Why would they care? I would say because there's something they fear in Waterdeep. Maybe Waterdeep has recently started to harbor a large amount of Githyanki. Yeah, Githyanki. Um, and the Mind Players have heard about this, and they're like, "Okay, well, we need to attack them, but we also need to make sure that they don't know." that us mind flayers are behind this. So they use dagger for through a series of cults. They essentially take over dagger Ford, promising them the ability to become larger than water deep. And uh, everyone kind of like gets hooked into it. Isn't, isn't get just a different type of. No, they're, they they are like at war with mind flayers. Yeah. Well, I guess they're all gifts. No. They are in Baldur's Gate. Mind flayers are also known as illithids. This uh, meaning mind flayer or mind ruler, and sometimes referred to as Gahik or Githanki. No Gith. Githyanki are not mind flayers. According to this, they are. That's not right. Not all Githyanki are mind flayers, but all mind flayers are Githyanki. Actually, that would make sense why they're fighting back. Long enslavement by mind flayers. They used to be enslaved by mind flayers. Yes. So, it still makes sense. So here's but... the thing. It's like Githyanki is the race, and then Mind Flayers are like the elite that took over the common folk. It's kind of the vibe I'm getting from that, which still works. Sure. We'll work with that. Yeah, we'll do some reading on what, what exactly it is, but I think that's how it works. I think the Mind Flayers are the elites of this race, and these are just kind of the, the commoners. And that's why they were fighting back in Baldur's Gate. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, no. I might have written... No, I read that wrong. I think you read it wrong. They're, I'm pretty yeah. sure you read it wrong. Yeah, they're referred to they're, as they're, this by the Githyanki. So, yeah, okay. No, I was just wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
I was going to say Gith are not mind flayers, but we can we, that yeah. that is a that is a point for later. Okay, no, I figured it out. We're good. Um, Gith were enslaved, and that's and then they became natural enemies of the mind flayers, and this would make sense that they're kind of at war with each other. So basically, maybe there was a group of Gith that were right. That I don't know about harboring is the right word for it. Hmm. See, this is this is where maybe the... Waterdeep was starting to ally itself with the Gith for some reason. Gith Yankee. Yeah, I feel like that gets hard because they're gonna be they're from another plane. Huh, they're from another I mean, plane. Also, mind flayers are just jerks sometimes, and they might just need more brains. That yeah, that could be. You can go basic with mind flayers very does, easily. Does, does a mind like they... does does a mind flayer care about the the quality of the brain? I don't think so. Because Waterdeep would have a lot of smart sorcerers and mages right yeah like if they were Not a lot of people like mind players maybe Waterdeep was sending starting to send expeditions into the underdark to deal with local mind players that could be or it could just be Waterdeep is a really big town where adventurers start and it doesn't end well for anything any bad thing because, like, you think about it, there's so many adventures that start in Waterdeep. Yeah, and they, they just end... don't like Waterdeep. And, yeah, because there's so many adventures that start in Waterdeep, and then the adventurers go out and eventually would... Maybe there was a group of adventurers that murdered off a large section of Mind Flayers. And, like, one survived and has uh, seeked out revenge for... Yeah. It's lost kin. So how... How could the Mind Flayers attack Waterdeep, starting in Daggerford? Well, they would do it through Daggerford. Mind Flayers are very good at manipulating. Mm-hmm. So you would manipulate it through, like, a cult, essentially. You would start a cult in Daggerford that would work its way through the higher-ups. You can either say that the higher-ups get involved, or the higher-ups are assassinated and replaced. Okay. Um, and then so- that cult essentially controls everything that happens in Daggerford. But they do it secretly. So, maybe they are, so they're cultists, for sure. Maybe they are, so I'm just looking at different cults that already exist in the D&D ethos. And seeing if I can find one really quick that sounds like it would be a good, a good one. Okay, here we go. The Vigilant Order. Loosely organized in... No, that's in Waterdeep. Maybe not that one. We could... I mean, it could just be that it it's taking on the name of the Cult of the Dragon, but it's Mind Flayers, so it's not really the Cult of the Dragon. Yeah. But the cultists are Cult of the Dragon cultists. And because, like this person had or these mind flayers had had their homes like destroyed by adventurers they they don't want to just go at water deep themselves they want to you know 
start out with, or they want to they want to go at it in a, a roundabout way. Yeah, or at the very least, be able to blame the cult of the dragon. Yeah. Okay. If things go south, and you know, adventurers fighting adventurers or cults fighting cults really do help them out in the end because then you know disarray happens in Waterdeep and they could come in for their enterprise if necessary. Okay, so I I think I got more. The more dysfunction that happens, the better. I think I got it. There were actually some 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 dragon cultists in Daggerford just naturally before all this happened, and then the mind flayers used their influence to grow the cult and are now using the cult to attack Waterdeep. Yeah. Okay. So revenge. So basically what you've got now is you, you've got a nice beginning. I'm not going to go over the whole thing again, but if they, they meet in Waterdeep, there's some time that's going to pass. Merchant attack happens. Waterdeep gets surrounded. There's a whole bunch of cultists now attacking Waterdeep. And that's also your first encounter is probably fighting cultists. There you go. That's an easy first encounter. And that's basically a session one. There you go. You're like, wait a minute. This should just be the merchant. That's all. It's supposed to be assassins, but then it's cultists. And sometimes the way I would do this, there's a couple ways you could do this. You could have them fight some bandits around the merchant and then you could end the session with them turning around and seeing the cultists um, basically descend onto Waterdeep or they could go to deal with that and then it could all, all hell could just break loose well I guess we'll have to decide which way we want to take that there's kind of I guess it depends how long just a couple we... ways yeah yes there is I like I like that. I like it. It's a good start. It's a good start. And it's also a good little end. Yeah, and that that's the thing. You want to make sure your sessions have a good beginning and end. The middle can be crappy if you have a good beginning and end. Which is true in a lot of things. If you don't believe me, next time you're doing a presentation for like school, have a solid beginning and a solid end and then just ramble in the middle and you'll still pass. And then come back and tell me if that was cap or fact. (laughs) 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 Welcome to cap or fact where we test TikTok trends. We also could do something with uh, how illithids make new, how mind flayers make new mind flayers with their tadpoles. Like they're also trying to maybe make mind flares and water deeper. You know how an illithid becomes an illithid? Not off the top of my head, but I know I've read it before. So they they start off as tadpoles, and then they essentially put that tadpole on a human, and then like once the tadpole is like in tadpole maturity, it enters the human through the eye and then eats its brain and then becomes the human. Okay. That makes sense. Does it? <laughs> oh, wait. Not everything actually becomes a mind flayer. That's kind of cool. A lot of things become yeah. a mind flayer. But like beholders become mind witnesses. Yep, there are a couple other things. You can actually go pretty crazy with this. And 
Rain Stealer Dragon. <laughs> we might get to use some of this other stuff too. That'll be cool. You can use some other stuff, especially if you're going into the Underdark section and have mm-hmm. an entire society. Yep. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Mind Raider, great, uh, mature adult brain stealer dragon. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that. I like where we're going with this. And yeah, we did that in like, I mean, it was like close to 20 minutes, half an hour probably. But like, yeah. That's a session. That's like that's almost runnable for me. Like I would write out like what I want in the encounter and then that would be runnable for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're pretty much at a runnable. Like we can pretty much run that. And then yeah, off screen we're going to write this out better and we're going to release it all when it's done. So kind of the idea is that if you're in the future because I'm probably going to, you know, link the podcast to it or whatever. You can go back and watch these and you can be like, oh, that's what they were thinking. But this is what it actually turned out as. Because like this might like this is like iteration one, right? We are going to release something and we're right. kind of using examples of this. Like next week isn't going to be writing session two. It's going to be another topic, completely separate topic. This one was writing a plot hook and writing the start of a story. And kind of showing you the process that we do to do that. We went to the Bayrune map. We found a spot. We found some lore about the spot. We had a concept. And then the next one might be... I don't know what the next episode will be. We'll think about that later. But it's not just going to be writing session two of this adventure. It's going to be... Writing session two. Writing session three. (laughs) It's going to be a concept. And we're going to use this adventure to craft that concept. Yeah. To kind of show you how to do another thing, right? And like, I know we already talked about encounter building. So I don't know what, we'll figure out something to talk about next time for running the game. But maybe we'll go over running an encounter. And one of us will play a bunch of NPCs and the other person will play a DM and kind of show you how to run an, an interactive encounter has to run like five players at the same time i've done it before we find i've done it, it before terrible. there was a while where we were using virtual tabletops in our live D sessions because i was didn't want to draw the maps wow so like, we, so like we were using the tabletop and then we were like just moving the characters around they were still rolling their dice and stuff but just for the map we were like clicking and moving their characters honestly highly recommend Get a TV, lay it down on a table, and then just like get a wireless like keyboard and mouse combo thing with a trackpad on it and just let them move their characters around. That seems pretty cool. Highly recommend. Then you don't have to Highly recommend. You don't have if you're like me and you can't draw, highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, I can't draw that well. Just a fact. Okay, I I don't really have anything else. I like I like where we're at with our with our beginning. And yeah. I don't have a lot else to add really. Um look forward to Oh, oh, I guess I'll I'll save that for the very end. I have something to add to the very end. <laughs> okay. Like when we're done talking about D&D. Okay. Um, 
Or oh, we're down. Then okay. Well, I think we're are we? I think we're done. Are we think done? we're done with D and D. Okay. I think we're done with D and D. Okay. Then we got a a bit of an announcement. There will be no episode next week. Um, yes. None. We're taking a break. This is next week. Will be mine and Cal's summer vacation from the podcast. I'll be live and I'll be talking to myself the entire time. It's It'll true. Be really weird. It's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> I'm going on a on an anniversary getaway, but I'm not going to be able to focus, so I'm just going to be watching Cal and being like, You're, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be funny. But, but no, I'm not going to do that, because that sounds like a terrible idea. So yeah, no, no episode next week. Uh, you'll want to tune in on this same channel on Thursday to watch the first... Um, the first episode. Watch me beat Rufus. Yeah, the, the first 12-hour challenge study session. Um, and the 12-hour challenge will also be happening next week. I'll be back by then. I mean, unless we want to take a full week off, but I don't really want to do that for the 12-week challenge. I'm going to be back. No, I so. want to keep 12-hour yeah. challenge, not 12 weeks. We're not, we're not taking 12 weeks it's for a, that. It's a 12, 12 hours. One hour a week, 12-week challenge. Um, <laughs> I don't want it. Then we can't do any runs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly my strategy will pay off it wouldn't though because you wouldn't even have time to really practice a section oof that hurt <laughs> God. Um, but yeah so we'll be running Donkey Kong Country 3 on Thursday and next Thursday but no podcast on August 2nd D&D starts back up August 1st August 1st uh, my campaign I'll be hosting and it on this the channel 15th Cal's is the 15th. I think for my campaign, we'll just... We're doing two weeks in a row, or we're just skipping three weeks? Or we're doing a three-week break? Uh, I'll ask the guys I'm what okay they with, want to do. I'm cool with two weeks in a row. You know my answer. I'm good with two weeks in a row. For yeah. Me I'll ask the guys what they want to do. Depending on how I finish writing the next part, that might be a tall order to prep them both. But we'll we'll figure that out, and we'll let you guys know. Rufus, I believe in you. That makes one of us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that was the, the, this was good we did a thing we did Stuff. a thing we talked we, we podcast an hour and a half an hour and a half that's a good length um that that that's yep sure so for all you guys listening and watching we'll be back on august 9th with another podcast until then, just and later this week with more Donkey Kong Country Three. I gotta get outside. I'm sure there's someone there waiting. So, oh yeah, um, they'll be outside every day this week because people will be listening to the pod. Remember, I'm gonna replace the audio with right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so gonna, I'm gonna go fight Wave One. <laughs> get ready for <laughs> seven in a row. Actually, wait a minute. Since we're not doing the podcast next week, you're gonna have fourteen. 14 days of fighting people. I'm going to be gone for like three or four of them, so whatever. You guys are going to be waiting a long time. You're going to have a lot of people waiting when you come back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, you guys night, have everybody. You, you guys have a good night. I'll see you outside in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good night, everybody. Night.